Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. My name is Eric Pennington with the Spirit of EQ, and we're so glad that you joined us today. Jeff East, my normal uh, co-host, is not with us today. He's out ill, so we wish him the best. And joining us again is Quincy Williams, health coach, corporate wellness expert and consultant. And um, our last episode with Quincy, which was just recently, I think it just dropped. You know, we talked about wanting to have him back for a part two. And we really must be getting better. And I've talked to our producer, Brett, and I think we are because this part two is happening pretty close to the last episode. So <laughs> with that, Quincy, welcome to the show again. Thank you. Thank you. It's really good to be back. Well, the response to the first show thus far has been really, really positive. And our last, um, the guest that was in with us today as we're recording, Leanne Landers, so she did her part two episode. It was kind of interesting because you guys, you were coming in as she was leaving and she was, it was kind of cool to watch you guys interplay. Right. <laughs> well, I just listened to your episode. It was really great. So it's, it's all great. It's yeah. All great. I can't wait to listen to hers. I, oh, and I, I, I told can. you that right yeah. before we went on, I said, mm -hmm. you got to check out hers. Yeah. And for the audience, I don't know the order of when things will drop per se, especially when we're recording, but she's going to be a great episode. And I'm so looking forward to our conversation today, Quincy. So um, I'm just like, I'm riding the cloud. I'm riding the cloud. <laughs> All right. Dope. So one of the things, um, or actually there was two things we didn't really get to in the last episode that I really wanted to get to. We didn't get to talking about the state of the corporate wellness programs. And I know that's a big part of your work. And mm. I want to touch a little bit on that you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all that kind of good stuff, and maybe where we're going. And maybe even, and we talked about this off here too, is, is there a need for a corporate uh, change of view on what human resources is? Almost like a human resources 2.0, mm -hmm. all right, which mm -hmm. could be very interesting. And then selfishly, I want to talk about music with you. Because I know Ooh. we mentioned that you 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 do music, and I think in our show notes we had a link to some of your stuff. But mm -hmm. I want to talk about it not so much in hey, what have you created? Where is it at? Where can people download? And we we can do that. But I want to talk about how I potentially think Quincy that it is a fuel for what you do, not just in creating music, mm -hmm. but how it impacts you as that corporate wellness expert, the consultant, the mm -hmm. health coach thing. So we'll get to that too. But Let's start with the corporate. That sounds fun. All right. Great. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, so let's touch a bit on the corporate wellness, um, the programs, right? So in my head, I always think of it as I get the job. I found uh, this on the web. 
<laughs> she's gonna, Siri's going to tell us about corporate wellness. She's uh, there's gonna, something she's gonna I said, Siri. So um, the corporate wellness program, I think of the person that gets hired. Um, they get their paperwork. You know, you've got to provide this, you get that. And then there's this, we have a gym membership or we have a mental health line you can call and those kind of things. So from your experience, I know it's got to be more than that, Quincy, mm -hmm. but what would you describe a really good corporate wellness program? Um, there, well, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. I think um, really a, 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 a great health and wellness program starts with the knowledge of your, uh, your staff, you know, the employee uh, base, you mean? Correct. Sense. Yeah. You, knowing your audience and knowing what they want. I think, um, most, what I've seen is a lot of wellness programs are, are, they're the same, you know, just like you cookie said. Cookie cutter? Pretty much cookie cutter. I wasn't going to say that, but I'm glad you did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, uh, a lot of cookie cutter programs where, you know, um, Everything is based on here's our, our, our mental health hotline or mm -hmm. here's a gym membership or um, we need to do the biometric screening. You, you have to do this. There's, there's really no why behind anything. I, I feel like most of the uh, – a lot of companies uh, put wellness programs in place because it, it's an advantage to the company. You know, mm -hmm. if you can have healthy, uh, healthier employees, then, yeah. you know, you can be a little bit more profitable in your company. But, um, I, and, and that's, that's a lot of why you see programs built. But I think the, the real misconception is, you know, learning and understanding what your people, what the audience wants, what your employees want uh, from, a, from a wellness program. Because, you can have all these great things and uh, you can have these things in place, but mm -hmm. if, you know, the, if your staff doesn't want it, then. That's where I wanted to go. Um, you know, this idea of, of getting a sense about what they want. Right. Um, funny story. Um, I was reading about it um, and it might've come up in a, in a uh, EQ conversations with, a, uh, it was with Kelly Schweitzer. She mentioned about um, self-care. And about, you know, number of these hospital systems, you know, will roll out these, okay, we're going to give you this program so you can practice good self-care because we know you're under a lot of pressure and you're dealing with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the program doesn't address, number one, their self-care, right. and then number two, it's not the same for everybody. Right. 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 So would I understand it correctly that... Is there, is there a survey mechanism? Is there a survey that's sent out asking the employees, well, what do you want? What do you like? What do you don't like? Or how does that play out? Um, well, the way, the way I like to uh, go about doing, doing things and the way that I've worked with some of the companies I've worked with, um, yeah. it's, and we're all in alignment. I, I, emails are great, but most of the employees, they, they get emails from, with work. You know, right, so right. sometimes when they see emails that, that emails that aren't work, work related, mm -hmm. they'll bypass it. Yep. So and another thing, too, is being one on one, being face to face with uh, with your with your employees and with your with the staff that generates a little bit more engagement. And you can you can get a little bit more personable and really figure out what what it is that they want. So uh, I find focus groups to be more. Uh, effective more effective yes so okay so uh, i'm sorry i interrupted you um 
You go ahead. Keep going. Oh, no. Well, it's so basically with with focus groups, it's it's not just a group of people. We uh, multiple focus groups work. So Mm -hmm. you get a you, you, you get a variety. But, you know, at the end of the day, you get a general sense of what people really, really want. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of times when 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 you're able to do that, it creates a little bit more buy-in. Uh, so, I think having your having the employees feel that you have their back or you are really invested, that's going to be and that person-to-person that approach per- correct communicates that potent- potentially to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like. Oh, we're gonna do a focus group. I mean, sometimes you know, depending on the employee, they oh boy, here we go again. You know, yes, so yes. But right. if 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 it's if it's you know if the if the object is a, it's focused around health and wellness and fitness, then more people are going to be a little bit apt to to participate. To participate, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So um, when that employer gets that data back, right? Uh, the findings of from the focus group, for example, in your case, and I'm going to use that because you seem to believe that, I mean, that's probably the more effective approach. Um, then I guess comes that, that kind of crucial moment or two where you've kind of got to decide, can we, should we, will we, all that kind of thing. Is, 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 is it your role to present to them, here's what we found, here's what I recommend, or is it? Here's what we found. What do you want to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. Um, I I try to make it a little bit more collaborative. So okay. it, there's a, there's more. It's 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 a little bit of both. Okay. So, um, for example, we'll have a focus group based on. I, I I more recent there was a focus group and we were talking about different incentives. So. Mm-hmm there's data that shows incentives drives employees. <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah, we we're we were talking, you know, I, I guess my concern was, okay, what sort of incentives would be motivating? You know, mm-hmm. there are things in my head that I think, but yep. I'm not in your shoes. So sure. what what type of things would, would motivate and it that would that's a collaborative effort. Uh that's a collaborative thing also. So, so can, I, one, can I interrupt you on that one? Mm-hmm. So um if 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 we're talking about incentives Meaning, okay, you you have the opportunity to get a new pair of AirPod Pros if you if your BMI is under twenty five. Is that kind of where you're going with that? Or? So yes, there are different things that you can. There are different uh, ways that you can do it, depending on how your uh, wellness program is structured. Right. But um, that is a, a case, and I mean, just from a general standpoint, that is a case where you you can do something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there have been uh, one of the programs I like to to do is some sort of uh, challenge. It's not, mm. not, not a weigh in or a weight challenge, just because there's, you know, it's it's all about making people feel comfortable too. Oh sure. So yeah. and when you uh, start talking about weight, people, you know, all the things they bring to the table about how they feel about that. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. So, but the 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 focus is around your health and, and improving your health. So, mm-hmm. you know, doing different body weight challenges or body percentage challenges. Um, those are those are really really effective. So, a program could have something like that in place where the person who um, who has the most uh, uh, transformation in their total body mm-hmm. can win 
uh, I don't know, uh, a $50 gift card or a pair of AirPods or okay. something, something that, but I think it needs to be health related, you know, something that's going to inspire or motivate them to, to keep up that, that action, you know? Yes. So when, you know, so that, that's an example of one. Uh, but when, you know, we, fa- when we have these findings and we, and we present them to the leadership team, that's mm-hmm. a collaborative effort where, you know, because they're leaning on us too. You know, they they their job is operations, right? Yes, you know, yes, so yes. they're leaning on us. But you know, and this is another. Uh, this could be another uh, topic. A lot of good health and wellness programs starts with leadership buy-in. So if if the leadership team isn't really bought into the health and wellness program, then it's more than likely to suffer. So mm-hmm. thankfully I've worked with companies whose leaderships from the top. Is that is, something you lead in with when you go to work with them? Meaning, Hey, I got to tell you, leadership's got to buy in because I know in our work, it's kind of like we can't, we found that if you want a program to fail, you guys sit on the sideline and then tell the other folks they need to go get some assessments right. and coaching. Right. You, you have to lead from the front. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, that and that's that's one thing even when so it's it's kind of like uh interviewing a client, mm-hmm. you know, a a personal training client. You know, you have to figure out what that person's buy-in is. You have to figure out how how invested that person is in the overall change and the betterment mm. of, the, of themselves. So, the leadership team has to be that way as well. So, let me ask you, because you just hit on something, Quincy. So, what's a question maybe that you would ask to try to understand what the buy-in would be? The, really, the why. Why is it that you, why do you want a wellness program? Or what is it that you're trying to improve? Or, you know, mm-hmm. th- those different type of questions, you know. Mm-hmm. And if the answer is, well, we need to cut costs or our our and this is a good example. Um, a lot of times it's to reduce absenteeism. Okay. So that's that's one thing. And I mean, I could get behind that, but I can get behind it more if there's a genuine concern for the employee. So I think mm. that has to be, you know, I don't I don't think there's gonna be this a personal connection. I'm not saying that you're leadership team has to have a personal connection with everybody. Right. But there has to be some buy-in on, um, they have to be invested in the people that they hire, not just the companies that they run. You know, um, that's interesting. Um, uh, in the, by way of connecting dots, you know, when we started out, um, and we were, you know, there's always the, forever okay what's the right type of company to focus on what's the right vertical whatever and we did some of that however i started seeing this trend it's like we're so diverse mm-hmm. and, i mean and there's no real big commonality right like as in all oh, this all tech or it's tech and yeah and you know commercial real estate right and i had someone ask me well can you tell me a little bit about what you know what's your ideal client look like and I remember, Quincy, I, I said, you know, that's a really good question. And I, I used to think, well, of course, it's go- I'll be able to say it's, But, you know, the only thing I can find in common is that it's leaders that have a heart for their people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that was the thread that I could see. I could go, okay, I could take that CEO of this tech company 
I could take this Fortune 500 company. I could take this fire department. Mm -hmm. And each leader, what they have in common is they have a heart for their people. Yes. And I just, when you're going into that, it just makes me go, hmm. There's... And you can tell when they're when that's going to work. When they have that, like you said, when they have that, well, right, that heart for their people, then it just it all comes together. And the beauty of it, and this is kind of turning into leadership, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the beauty of it is is that you know, I mean, I mean, it, it's going to make your employees, it's going to make your company work harder for you because there's that there's that buy-in, yeah. you know, and yeah. it. And I, I feel like that is wellness. That is wellness in its holistic approach. You know, it's not just, it doesn't just become about fitness or yeah. the program. It then becomes about, okay. Because we're talking foundational stuff here, right? Yeah, that's I mean, what this, this really is. This is foundational stuff. Because, you know, you're talking about it from a leadership perspective. And I, I again, I, it maybe kind of connects to what you're saying. You're not going to be connected to every employee in the company, right? I mean, if there's an employer that has a thousand employees, mm-hmm. you're not going to say, "Oh, the CEO has got to be able to name everybody off, right, or whatever." But but here's the thing: I think it's a great encouragement for the employee if they buy into it because they have a heart for their people. That's a strong foundation for what gets created, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So just to give you an example, one of the companies um, I work for now, their CEO doesn't really doesn't have a personal connection with everyone, mm-hmm. but knows what's going on in a lot of people's lives, but also knows what's going on within the company and knows how to, you know, knows how to navigate around that. So mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things where, to your uh, point in the point of the uh, podcast, the emotional intelligence and the emotional awareness that um, uh, this leader has it's it's a beautiful thing. It's not oh, I know about this person or this person or this person. Mm-hmm. It's a true buy in on how are you doing. How is your husband? How are your kids? You know, these yeah. th- these different things. Not just throwing out platitudes because, hey, that's what I'm supposed to do as the CEO. Right. Exactly. Right. But just right. having a genuine uh, genuine concern about how uh, people are doing, you know. And you know what, Quincy? Um, and I, I might have uh, and I'm working on trying to get him on the show um, because he's just a he's a he's a heart and he's brilliant. <laughs> um, I remember uh, and I some consulting work with his company. And I remember when I first sat down with him as we were sort of our first meeting Mm -hmm. to, you know, do I like you? Do you like me type thing? Right. And I remember, cause he wanted to create this program. He, well, he was creating a program um, that was fully faceted. I mean, it was like, and I think one of the tenants around it was I want each employee, no matter what their position, they can have two hours a month to work mm. on themselves. Mm. That's, that's And they get to choose. Beautiful. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, you imagine, I'm sitting on the other side going, uh, uh, uno momento, <laughs> por favor. <laughs> right? right. As I go to my Jerry Seinfeldness. Uh, <laughs> and I remember going, I, I just got to tell you, um, this is kind of rare. Did you have something that like, was there some catalyst moment for you that just made you go, I've got to do this? 
And he said, no, there was no big, uh, you know, lightning in the sky. Uh, you know, I was visited by a ghost from Christmas past <laughs> right. or something. He said, I just can't stand to see people stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about, that's uh, yeah. a heartfelt, that's a, that's a place that's, he's coming from a place of authentic, authenticity. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, because it, it, that's the thing, Quincy. I'm so glad you said that. Because it wasn't like it was like I had a check to write if he said the right things or right. he'll get this award if he if we deem that response to be the mm -hmm. best. It was just I mean, because he wasn't expecting the question. I It was just me, my curiosity going. Yeah, I got to know. And then just to rattle off like, like yeah. that, you know, yeah. and I mean, that's a beautiful thing because, you know, it it's it's an example of someone who knows what works for them, what, what's worked for them and mm -hmm. what, not just what works for them, but what works <laughs> in general, in general. Yeah. 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 And, um, it, that's number one. And two, having the courage to not follow the trend, you know, and be able to create something for, for, for his, for his tribe. I bet, I bet he got a lot of, I, I mean, oh, it's yes, and that, his retention rate know, is probably one hundred percent. Well, and and his story is so um, again one of the reasons why I want to get him on the show because um, his story is so um, it's so inspirational um, because um, you know following the line of what he created when it matured, mm -hmm. what happened after, on and on and on is unexpected. Um, and quite, I mean, again, just really inspiring. And I, I think about that, um, you know, we at Spirit of EQ, I, I certainly, as I'm, uh, it's like in my brain now, as I'm thinking, well, that's who you want to be talking to more and more are the people that have a heart for it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think we've done a good job at that. I mean, and some of it by accident. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it, Quincy, I'd love to tell you well we had this plan <laughs> find the leaders with Everyone, a heart yeah, yeah it, but that's not how it happened it was kind of we tripped over some things there was a referral i mean and i get it at some levels i would imagine those who create corporate wellness programs who really want them to be high performing mm -hmm. um there is a lot of thought behind it it's not yeah. just some you know oh wouldn't it be great and let's do it, mm -hmm. it, it there is so i don't want to dis i don't want to dismiss the the hard mental work because I gotta imagine because I know it's like with our programs it's not going to be cheap right it's it's definitely not uh it's not cheap <laughs> but when you see the return on investment it makes it worth okay. worthwhile all right so so what are some things that you would say if if the program has been created under some of the things you just described as far as getting an idea of what the audience wants the heart of the leadership the buy in what are some of the positives or the returns that can come from that? Um, I I think in particular what I've seen is um, some of the things are promotion within. You know, I mean, I look at certain wellness programs and certain uh, programs. If you think about it, a, a leader's number one job is to create more leaders. So... Mm putting them in a position to where they can become a leader. It, it's, I mean, that in itself, you're elevating not just someone's, you know, body, but their whole well-being. 
And so you're saying there's, if, if I'm hearing you right, there is a correlation to the well-being of an employee and their promotability and movement through the organization. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. And I've seen and I've heard this from leaders. <laughs> the first time I heard this, this is funny. Um, I was probably 27. Mm-hmm. And I was just getting started on my fitness journey as mm-hmm. not just uh, someone who was passionate about fitness, but as a trainer. Yeah. And um, I was in Dayton, Ohio at the time. And there was, uh, I, I can't remember his name, but it was a leader from LexisNexis. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to hire me. I have no clue what I was going to be doing. <laughs> None. I'm like, um, I know the company, but this is not my skill set at right, all. This right. is not my my wheelhouse. Right. But the thing he told me, he said, um, and it blew my mind. He's like, I don't even care if this isn't your wheelhouse or not. I like you as a person. You're committed. You're dedicated. You show up every day, and you're you're. You're nice to every, not so much just nice to everybody, but you genuinely know how to treat people. If you can do that, you can do anything. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, as a 27-year-old, I'm sure that was mind-blown. Yeah, I, I, it, it was. And I mean, I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't even apply for the job just because I, I felt like You still like didn't. It, no, okay, it, right, it just right. wasn't, it wasn't me, you yeah, know, but right. that was a jewel that he gave me. Like, wow, okay. And then, you know, on through my career, and I even I even see it myself, you know, when I go into different companies and I, you know, I talk to the employees a lot. That's part of the, mm-hmm. you know, job, just getting to know people and know what they want. Yeah. Um, but I also see one of the things I notice is the people who are invested in themselves do a great job with their work. And then they get promoted within. So there's something that there's there's a sense of self discipline that that helps, you know. But, yeah, and that, doesn't that connect, uh, Quincy? Like, you know, we we could kind of boil it down to well, if if for example, employees are more emotionally intelligent, they're going to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. You make better decisions, Allah, you're going to have better results. Right. The performance goes up, mm-hmm. which makes you more promotable, makes you more likely to be the one that gets picked to oversee whatever project, whatever group. Right. Right. If a person is eating uh, the right kind of diet, nutritious diet, probably their minds are going to be sharper. Mm-hmm. Their energy level is higher. Right. Their absenteeism is is probably very low. Mm-hmm. Right. There's okay. that. There's that. They they can put to the the pieces the pieces together. Um, the beauty of it too is watching someone who is going on that journey for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who is who needs an outlet really yep. and grabs a hold of that outlet and then just just takes off yeah and then they start to have the same connection they start to pour into their 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 health and their their well-being and yep. then their decision making uh starts to become a little bit more clear than right and quincy i you know it's interesting i had this um <laughs> I don't like to go see my doctor for problems. Um, I, I'd prefer it to be for checkups right. and, and proactive stuff. Well, mm-hmm. unfortunately, this one was for a problem. And I, he's been my family doctor forever. And 
Um, I may have used this example in a previous show, but I think it's a, it's germane to, to now. Um, when I was a corporate guy uh, and a corporate exec, um, I thought, I, you know, I don't have time to exercise. Uh, or, or worse, I would sometimes kind of dismiss it as, I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm not overweight. Mm-hmm. I'm not overweight, Quincy. Right. Right. <laughs> As if that would be all that's measured and yep. all that's needed. Right. Right. And that's rem- how we do it sometimes. A lot and, of times. And Quincy, um, I remember him and I brought this up to him when I was in to visit him uh, a week or so ago. And I said, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you did then. And what he did, Quincy, is I asked him in a very flippant way, like, like you could imagine this arrogant, young corporate exec. And I said, so what do you think about this exercise thing, doc? I mean, and, and this, this doctor of mine, I mean, triathlete, marathon runner. Ooh. I mean, he's cut. <laughs> I mean, he's weightlifting. I mean, he's, he's, he's someone who's walking the talk. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And I remember back then I said, well, so how often should I be exercising? I mean, come on. And he said, well, Eric, I, I really think you probably need to do something every day. You know, God made our bodies to move. Mm-hmm. And Quincy, 100%. I remember looking at him and I remember so, I remember as if it is like I'm looking at you right now in the studio. And I go, hmm, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I went out thinking, I don't need to do that. I don't need to exercise every day. That's not, imp- I mean, come on. Maybe I get it a couple of th- I remember having this conversation in my head on the drive home. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, it stuck. And I remember his advice to me stuck. And when I think about this dynamic of what we dismiss as important to us, because quite frankly, and I'm not saying this like, hey, I regret it, because every part of my story leads to what my story was supposed to be, right? Correct. Yep. But you're not going to deny, right, Quincy? If I would have like got on the train with exercise, could I have been a better corporate executive? Could I have been more promotable? I mean, I would have seen some results. Oh yeah. And and I guess I think about it. I mean, some out there might think, well, what's working out going to do for my career? It's I think not- it's. And here's the thing I would say to that. Okay. I I, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead, please. But it's not what it does to your career. It's what it does to your mind. And then it's what your mind does that impacts your career. Yes, because I know we talked on the last episode when you were here about that connection between the mind and the exercise piece. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So they, you've, you've established that you know there's this understanding of what the audience wants, the employee base wants. You have the buy-in, uh, the heart of the leader, right? And the mm-hmm. connection. And then I took us off down that path about promotability and, and things like that. Um, obviously, you've laid out a great advertisement of why every organization should have some form of some type of wellness program, right? Yeah. So where do we get in trouble? Where, where are the problems with the corporate I know you alluded to, I think, in the beginning about the cookie cutter, mm-hmm. that, that that can be bad. Is mm-hmm. there anything else that you've seen that it's like, oh, caution here? Um, yeah, there's there's a lot with that also. Um, I think what we were talking about earlier, the buy-in is the is the initial, is the is the number one initial. Yeah. Uh the other thing that that you have to be concerned with is is 
primarily how it's how it's structured. Mm-hmm. Who's who's involved? Um, because it can't. It eventually you would want it to run itself, but at the end of the day, you you still have to have champions and 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 people who are invested in it. Okay, so if I understand you right, then we're not talking about hey, I can just go out and pull it off the shelf and pay for it, and then I've got a corporate wellness program. Right, right. You you actually have to have to do the work to 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 make it. Run. And you believe the human touch is going to get you further than if you're just like a bunch of like click here and yes. look at all the different things you can do. Yes. So I I think it needs to be both, especially with the times both. that we're living mm-hmm. we're living in. Yeah. Um. So there, there, there has to be some sort of connection where people still feel connected to you, but yeah. you know, they, you still want people to feel safe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the pandemic, it's, I mean, there, there are still companies who, who aren't going back. They're not going back to, right. to, uh, so it'd be remote you know, only. it will be remote so. only. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that, that can be, a, uh, that can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, so Within that, and I, I feel like what I'm seeing right now is the corporate world is still learning how to navigate that. Um, yeah. And in my opinion, I think that mindfulness, uh, mental health, those things are uh, programs that should have been emphasized. I mean, this is hindsight. Yes. But it's not hindsight. To me, it's not hindsight because the, it's a it's a it's a primary package of the program, you right? Know, that, that and I know you well enough. I know you, it wasn't like pandemic. You started talking. Oh, about we it. have you, to talk about this. Yeah, you were but talking about it before. before I, I know that. Correct. But just from my uh, my my research and what I'm seeing and following the trends, that's corporate America is just now getting on it right since COVID. You know. And so it's making it hard to 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 navigate these these oh sort gosh. of things, but th- it's a good thing because you know the 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 awareness regarding mental health, you know, mindfulness, the impact or the the importance of a of a holistic healthy corporate wellness program is is on display now. So I feel like coming out of this pandemic in the next hopefully two years, <laughs> but that's another story. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully coming out of this, what I do believe is that wellness programs will be a little different than what they were five years ago. And mm-hmm. I, I do feel like the the primary focus will be more on mental health and how kind of what we were talking about during our last uh, podcast mm-hmm. and the correlation between exercise, brain health and yeah. and how the fitness. I think that's going to be more solidified um, uh, coming up. You know what, um, you know, Quincy, I. Um, I have some exposure to uh, one of the companies that you work with and the senior leadership. And um, I just, as I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking, I, I hope your senior leadership, I hope that senior leadership that I'm speaking of realizes just how blessed they are to have been on top of some of this stuff pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because when I think about the authenticity of, of uh, the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and the and and what it pays forward. I mean, talking to that senior leadership five years ago, I, I wouldn't have been able to go in and say, "Hey, you do realize that in five years there's going to be this pandemic, right? 
And it's not going to be just like, oh, it's kind of mild. It only happened in California and Florida and everybody else just kind of, you know, <laughs> a few people got a little sick, but it's going to be like a freaking tsunami. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought? Right. right? Mm-hmm. But wow, are you thankful for that authenticity and heart now? Yes. Because yes. you were talking about, you know, corporate America is kind of now starting to realize, oh, or, you know, maybe in the last year or so, or because or, the pandemic, I mean, we're almost two years in. So if that was the window, that Quincy kind of reminds me of the person who, like, the water's up to their neck and they're, they're now saying, hey, Quincy, I, I don't know how to swim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Quincy, you're going, well, you're not just now telling me you don't know how to swim, Eric? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We've got to, okay. What do we need? We got to, cause we, cause he's not going to be able to handle that water that's up to his neck. We've got to, okay. Who pile on right there. That's what right, you're because saying. That's, is that any different than if Quincy, I come to you and say, Hey, I need a trainer. My doctor says um, that I'm going to need open heart surgery in another month. And I've also got, you know, this issue with uh, my, my, my orthopedic surgeon says your knee's ready to go, mm-hmm. but Quincy, I need your help. It's it's pretty much the exact same thing, and right. yeah, and, <laughs> it, and, and and hear me out. I, I know you know this because you know me, and for our audience, this is not me saying. See, I, I told, we you, told so. you so. You should have been. And mm-hmm. shame, shame, shame. I'm not saying that. I, I guess it's a call to action. You know, obviously, there's ways that you can help. There's ways that Spirit of EQ can help as you are, even if the water is up to your neck. But I I just would plead if you're a leader, start focusing in on your heart and your authenticity Mm because that's the thing that's reverberating for me and what you've been talking about yeah heart authenticity heart authenticity Mm -hmm. because you're going to need it all right so quincy maybe there's that corporate leader that senior level leader that goes no I, i i wasn't paying attention to it five years ago um a number of my employees might say i'm not authentic and i don't have a heart for them so yeah, and it'd be great. Maybe they're listening to this episode and there's an awakening, mm-hmm. right? We can mm-hmm. we can say that even though we would never know. But, you know, in a previous episode, we talked about what do you do when you know you've, you've yeah, you blew it. And I, I made the comment uh, that, or the statement that I think there's power in a leader that says, hey, Quincy, I got it wrong. I messed up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that, I mean, do you think that has an impact? If, if you know, again, if, if they haven't paid attention to mental health and mindfulness and, and EQ and all these things, if, if they just come out to their employees and say, I, I got it wrong. Yeah, well, I, I think when hearing you ask that question, I, I'm very team-oriented. So I always think about a lot of things in, in, in a sport uh, arena. So I, I think you're down by it's, it's the game winning field goal mm-hmm. and you miss it. Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't get off. You, you're not removed from the team. You have another chance the next day. Cause it's probably going to happen again where the team mm-hmm. is going to rely on you to kick that field goal and make it. So I think in terms of that, you know, there's an opportunity to really show leadership skills by if, I mean, we, we, you had mentioned, 
I'm sorry. I, I need to get I, I I blew it on this. I, I wasn't invested into this wellness program, but mm -hmm. now I am. That leader doesn't have to do everything within the program, but it is up to the leader to respond on how they choose to move forward, you know. So having actionable items that that shows and shows to the rest of the not just the leadership team, but the mm -hmm. organization that, you know, you truly are committed to the the wellness program. You know, that's it. Yeah, so that is that that's followed by action. Right. I mean, I, I, I know that, you know, some out there might say, well, Eric, I man, wait a minute. You mean you mean you want me to like declare in front of people that I blew it and I was wrong and I'm sorry. I I don't know if I could do that. I well, here's the thing. Um, I think you should probably consider what happens if you don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a big, right? That's huge. You yeah. Know? Because if, if you continue down this path, you know, the water's up to your neck. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess maybe you could hope for this grand miracle where the water recedes and, you know, nobody's the worse for it. Yeah. Um, but you, I, I'm not so sure that's how it typically goes. You know, I, I've, I've seen in a lot of cases that sometimes there is no apology. Sometimes there's mm -hmm. just a action, you know? Okay. There is just an action where... But you got to do something. You have to do something. Right. Or else that's a bad seed that gets planted. Yeah, because I think and, it kind of it kind of connects to that idea that you're either moving forward or you're moving backward. There yeah. is no, you know, sort of that stasis in between, right? Mm -hmm. Where you can kind of just be on that fence. No, you can't. And I feel like that's with, uh, that's with everything, you yeah. know? If you're going to be on the fence on anything... There's probably going to be a, you have a, um, a huge percentage of having some sort of regret. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. And you know, uh, Quincy, as always, time keeps flying by at rapid pace. So I got to get to some other things and, you wow. know, I, I, we I, could I, talk about that. Forever. Oh my God. Well, I, <laughs> see, I, I think we're, uh, Brett, we're going to put, uh, Quincy into the Leanne Lander club as well, which is, you're not going to be back for part three. You're going to be a regular guest. <laughs> That's, so yeah. periodically through the year, right. We'll call on you to come back and you'll be a regular guest. None of this part two, part no three. Part, yeah. That thing. Be so great. I know that'll get you maybe another cup of coffee at Starbucks, but yeah. we're glad <laughs> we'll be able to do that. All right. So, um, so Quincy, as we kind of pivot a little bit here, there's one area that I really wanted to get to that we didn't get to in the first episode that you show you were on, um, and that is music. I know we talked about that you you have that part of your life and you do that as part of your offerings to the world. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I got to thinking, um, you know, as m music is important for the creation of things, right, and and of tracks, of songs, of, of mixes and all the different things that you may do. Mm -hmm. But I got to believe that it has some impact and some um, fertilizer, if you will, for what you do in the corporate wellness piece. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then I've got some specific questions I want to go to about music and, and its impact. Yeah. Um, wow. Th you know, I was, I was looking at some old pictures today. Okay. Um, of some of the I take a lot of pictures on everything. I like to document life and yeah and every every shape. But um I came across a picture of a class I was holding, um it's a corporate wellness uh fitness class. Yep. And there were about 
15 people in in the um in the group and you know with the new iPhones you can the live feature yes. where you can mm-hmm. hold it and see some the motion before yeah. um <clears throat> so i i i did that and the music started playing in the background it's not music that i like mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is i mean it's a lot of music that it's popular but i even though it's not my style i loved it because i love the energy that it provided for mm. the class i mean that energy i felt and it made me start liking the music at the moment and i'm going to stress at the moment at the moment right sure i <laughs> <No>. get it <laughs> but uh that was a that was an impact and i thought about that today like wow that's the impact of music um but for me my job I, lo- I wouldn't do anything else other than music. <laughs> okay. But right. for the mental or not the mental, but the wellness and the fitness and um, my whole career there, um, I have to, it, it can get stressful. You know, there's a, there's a lot. And in order for me to stay sane, there, there needs to be some sort, I have to have an outlet mm-hmm. that I, and my, the way I work, my mind has to always be going, create, creating. Mm-hmm. So music is that, for me, music is that is therapy. That your portal to to deliver all those things. Cool. Is that kind of where you're where you're going, or? Well, it's my portal for inspiration and ideas. You find the inspiration ideas in that place. Yes. Okay. In that place, and then I can channel all that energy into my work. So that's one of the powers I have, and it's Do, so, okay. I'm going to interrupt you because you said something really powerful there. I get it for you because I know you and I, I know your creativity and I know the, the output of what you do. Okay. If, do you think that could apply to a chemical engineer? Could they also do that? Or is it only creative people? Absolutely not. You know, there was uh, studies show like when you're listening to classical music, when you're studying, you tend to do better. Right. Right. So music does have that 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 impact. Um, Yeah, I think it depends on their perception and how they how you use it. You know, Okay. Um, I use it as air like I I have to have it. People who know me, they know that there's music on all the time. time. So, you know, we just did the um, well, Spotify does the end of the year playlist or you know, if you if you're a Spotify user, right, they have this end of the year um, curation where they they show what you've been listening to, who oh, your new yes, favorite yes, artist, yes, yes, you know, you. the year in review, who basically. you played more most yes. often, type thing, how often you listen to music, different yep. things. So, it, it, my music consumption basically was ninety two thousand something minutes. It was more oh, than ninety eight percent of now, <laughs> I, now I'm curious because you and I exchange text messages with music that, yeah. that we're, we find interesting. Yes. And I, I, now I'm wondering, I wonder if Apple Music does that because I'd like to know. You, yeah. Because, uh, I, I mean, I really resonated with what you were saying about, um, I don't know if you said it here in this time or you might have said it before in another setting about music is kind of like air. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I get that because there are times, man, where like I'll, 
I'll put on my, you know, living at home and my, my environment at home is my wife and my son is living with us right now, but my daughter isn't, she's not on her own, but there are times like when, um, I'll tell Eileen, like, um, I, I'll get the dishes and I'll, I'll clean everything up and she'll look surprised. Uh-huh. Kind of like, well, you, you actually <laughs> cooked the meal too. You want to do all that? And the reason I'm wanting to do it yep. because I can put my AirPods yep. in. Mm-hmm. And I can, there's a certain, there's a certain playlist I have that's really, I'm feeling drawn to. Yeah. And I can go to that place while I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Do, yes. do you, does that? <laughs> I'm laughing because I do the same thing okay. yeah. all the time. And sometimes it's, I don't want to say extreme, but <laughs> anytime I can listen to music, I, that's, that's what I want to do. It just provides for me, especially with photography too, you know, okay. for as many pictures that I, as I like to take, it just, it creates moments, yeah. I think. And then with the music, I'm able to, to put a soundtrack to those, to those moments. It, it, it reminds me of things. And so not just music has that, that, that feeling. So I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was saying the other day that I took a deep breath Yesterday, I was outside walking my dog, and Mm -hmm. I just, (sighs) and the smell, I don't know what the smell was, but it was that, just that crisp, familiar smell. I just had a smell from my childhood. I had a smell that was, I had a a certain jacket on, and then there was a certain song that was in my head that I can listen to also. So music brings back memories in in that regard. Um, Okay, so Quincy, um, some time ago, um, it wasn't, too terribly long ago, I, I, I sent you a cut uh, called Together yeah. from a guy by the name of Matthew Halsell. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think I'm getting the pronunciation on his last name right. Trumpet player, he's out of England, plays a lot of this modal jazz, you know, mm-hmm. Miles, Coltrane, you know, that kind of thing. And I remember I sent that to you because initially I just thought, I remember you talking about loving jazz and hip hop and how you have combined and used those things and the things you've created. And um, I didn't know it at the time um, because I sent it kind of randomly because I had just listened to the cut. And I thought, wow, Quincy would really dig this. I mean, this this is probably something he would really dig, right? Yeah. And I sent it to you and you responded with a kind of this, yeah, man, this is awesome. And I I was going, well, I'm glad he liked it. I did not know at the time that the place where you were at and this and the life situation you were in, and I'm not going to ask you to to talk about the life situation mm-hmm. because that's your thing. But I, it, it made me realize the power of music. Yeah, and yeah. that it, that though it might seem accidental, and and that's where I want to where I'm going here is because I know that there are potentially some folks that will go, wait a minute. So you're telling me that Quincy's this really he's really good at corporate wellness programs and as a health coach because he's so into music. I'm not saying that it's like you had to become so good at music in order to be that for corporate wellness and 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 the health coaching. But man, I'm just saying there's a lot of power that is derived from the music, right? Yeah. And and you were saying this. Um, did, does that resonate? Did I get that? I mean, because I know I sent that to you. You were in that. It, I had no yeah. idea where you were at. No, it what, was. <laughs> I mean, because it was a physical location. Yeah. And it was a life event. Thing, yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it was. I had a lot going on. Uh, and I'll speak briefly um, 
I was DJing a wedding. Yep. Um, but I was going through a, a breakup at the time also. And um at the at the wedding, um it great. I had ended up bringing my uh bringing all of my music. Yep. Um just to create, you know, yeah. I was in a creative, was that create during downtime and that create kind of during thing? downtime. Correct. Okay. So, right. uh, when I wasn't DJing, I was in the yeah. room just yeah. creating music. Yeah. And when you sent that to me, first off the song, I couldn't stop listening to because it was so timely. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, this is great. I yeah. mean, it was, it was great for everything. And it, it's intentional, I guess, for me. Like, it's just, I knew, I'm like, this is a moment. This is me. This is a moment. Like, I'm yeah. not going to forget this moment. Yeah. And uh, just because there was a lot of emotion around around that also. But from the music side of me, I just <laughs> like, wow, this is really good. And so. If, can, I just, I, can I tell you how I found that song? Yeah. Because yeah, it'll real it will connect. I was having coffee at Crimson Cup. There's a place here in in central Ohio where uh they're they've got shops probably all over the place, but this one. I, I was coffee at, too. It, okay, mm-hmm. it was at an early morning coffee with three of uh, three other friends. We kind of do that on a regular basis. Call it a happy hour, but it's in the morning, right? Uh-huh. So we're in there talking, just having a conversation the four of us and I hear this tone. And I was like what is that? Who is that? Now they're talking. Just the tone. Oh yeah, I can and that's, hear. And that's that's a beautiful right? thing, okay. just from the note. Yeah, uh-huh. from the note, right? Uh-huh. And I pull out my phone and I go, "Hey Siri, who is this?" Yeah. But that song, and I would. <laughs> no, you're not. Stop. Uh, but that's uh, fun. <laughs> um, pause. Go ahead and keep that in there. Yeah. I, I think it adds flavor. Yeah. All right. Back at. So I'm in there, and I I I'm asking you know, what's that song? And you remember that song is very, it's, it's, it's deep. It's like very down, very slow, very faint in many ways. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get up because I'm thinking, can't hear it. The the, the phone can't pick it up because it's so lush and faint. Yeah. I get up and I I put my phone up where I thought the speaker (laughs) would, the phone could pick it up better. Still nothing. The guy across the counter said, hey, do you want to know what that song is? Oh, and wow, go, yeah. Go, yeah, absolutely. And I just, I thought it was like music or something. Like it was just randomness that nobody, he says, oh, yeah, here it is. Here's the playlist. It's a Spotify playlist. And yeah. and I'm looking and that's how I found it. Oh, man. And I went right to it and boom, got the whole album. Yeah. At first, I listened to that song for a while. And then like, I just listened to everything else. I'm like, this is amazing and i think i shared this with you the very so this was the very monday i go into work i'm train i'm training and i have a playlist on uh house music okay yeah and um i listened to this song and backstory i was in um I was inside cutting up the samples to that song while I was having downtime DJing. Right. And put it all there. I get home. I'm training. I hear the song on uh, Spotify. It's a house track. Right. Has the exact same samples that I, from that song, the exact same 
the way it was programmed, I'm like, wow, they beat me too. <laughs> but I mean, I, it, it just it's so crazy how that all of those events happened in that in that moment. So I was um, I was having a conversation with my mom uh, earlier today, and mm-hmm. we were we were just talking about we were talking about our childhood and different things, and you know we started talking about music and um well we were talking about traveling and how she's afraid of airplanes and different okay. things like that yeah it was based off of like you know man i wish i would have done this when i was younger okay yeah so that was the premise and then we you know she's like you've done this and you've you've been able to travel with music this that and the other and you know um uh, i told her i had mentioned i'm like well i have this inner voice in my head that always says music 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 mm-hmm. but then i always hear dad my dad was a musician so i always hear him saying you need to stick with music you need to stick with music and she she tells me she's like you know he's telling you that because he wants you to and i i kind of finished i'm like i don't think he wants me to live out his dreams he might just see how passionate i am about it and mm-hmm. she's like no <laughs> he wants you to do this because he and she begins to tell me how great he was at music and you know i remember growing up music always being in the house music always being a part of it was never quiet it was always music unless there was the tv on but yeah. um so she i remember um you know it's funny i, I don't mean to uh go off track but oh, you're a great. post on social media it was a it was a memory that came up today and it was a memory from four years ago, four years back of me teaching my kids how to DJ. And mm. I had some, you know, lo fi hip hop on and I'm showing them how to use the faders and different things like that. And it was a moment. It was a great moment for me. It was a great moment for them. It's something matter of fact, my son was talking about it yesterday. Like, you remember that time? And then it pops up today. Yeah. And so it was it was crazy. And then, you know, I was telling my mom, I remember dad, he had these timbali drums. Mm-hmm. And um I remember they were in the middle of the living room. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I remember uh him uh showing me a song. It was a song from Earth, Wind and Fire, and he he would just always play it. And then he called me down and showed me how to play it. And that was a moment for me, but I didn't connect the two. I didn't, I didn't do what I did for my kids because my dad did that for me. Right. It was just the instinct. It was just something that, you know, and so, um, you know, my mom's telling me, yeah, he had an opportunity with, and I didn't know this with LA Reed and Babyface. They're like, Hey, you need to come with us. And, you know, but he decided to stay you know, uh, and, and take care of the family and everything. And, um, you know, he always pushes me now with music and I never thought I was thinking like, why am I, I don't even know how this happened with music. I just, it's just been a part of me, you know? And it's so to your point, it's, it's almost like, I don't want to say it's hereditary, but it's just, it's contagious. It's yeah. I I think there is some science, um, that could, and and I'm, obviously we're not going to unwrap it here, but that there's certain things out there relating to DNA and things that we receive from our parents mm-hmm. that are, are maybe not flames, but they're sparks waiting to be ignited. Yeah. And they don't come in some 
you know, sequential order, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because, and, and this is my perspective, in, in the episode we just uh, wrapped with uh, Leanne Lander, you know, we talked about noble goals. And I had mentioned how I had changed mine, you know, um, and, and it's, it's now my noble goal is to pour out what God has poured into me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the reason why, and I, it's, I didn't mention it in that episode, but as we're talking, Quincy, the thing why that is so powerful for me, because <clears throat> I've now kind of been able to free myself from writing a book for notoriety, um, building a business to, to, to be able to sell it at mm -hmm. X times of whatever. Mm -hmm. And I am in this place now where I got to get it out of me. Yeah. If it's in me, it needs to come out. And you know what? If 50 people buy my next book, I don't care. I mean, and I say that not because I'm trying to say, well, Quincy, it doesn't matter. It, mm -hmm. won't, it won't hurt me. It's not that thing. Mm -hmm. It's that thing of, I just need to get it out. out. Yeah. I just you need know, to get it out. I have the exact same goal, the exact same goal. I just, I call it, it's, I call it something different. I call mm -hmm. it uh, dying empty. Oh, <laughs> I like it. That's, that's wow. That's what, really good. And so I put out a EP on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't set. I don't make music to be yeah. the next ninth wonder or whoever favorite producer you want to call them. Yeah. Um, I I make it because I love it, and I make it for yeah. me. You know, yeah. for for one and and don't you two, think. Don't you think, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting no, go ahead. you, but don't you think that if you do become the ninth wonder, you'll be positioned to handle that mm -hmm. because you disconnected yourself with this, I gotta, and I yeah. need a, yeah. and all that? Mm -hmm. do you, does that make sense? I, I, I think so. I think it, um, I, I think it just makes, I don't want to say it makes your stock go up, but it, it does within yourself, yeah. you know? And so I look at that as man i'm not done by the way uh but i look at that piece like wow that's something that my kids would be like yeah that's you know well and quincy i mean it, it, again i'm coming back to leanne's episode because it, it, it is such a connector and fresh in my mind from a recording standpoint but i'm in the process of working on my next book and i'm encountering the same things that i encountered in the previous two books that i wrote it is, there's this war, right? That's oh going my God, on. There's, yes. there's, yeah. there, there's that, there's that self-critic that shows yeah. up to say, you really, you suck. Oh I don't know God. why you're doing this. Yep. And then I got that other one that says, well, how do I, and when does this fit? And when people, and I, I'm not, I, the audience can only know so much, but I, I would just like, if they knew what the artist, the creative <sighs> goes through Man. to produce it, yeah, you realize why we are kind of, unaffected with the product <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and, and it's it's boy you just you hit it right on the uh right on the head i mean and a lot of times that that tends to stumble a lot of creators you know and a lot yes. of artists oh, yeah, that, yeah, that can yeah. take you under it can yeah. take you oh out. absolutely stephen pressfield's book the war of art oh my gosh it's so okay all right great. mic drop <laughs> because you, leanne came in with that book 
Dishy. And she was, we were talking about it. I mean, yeah, you just yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's money. That's- Jeez, I'm thinking, Quincy, we better stop here because, man, something really, really, really big could be happening that we don't know is coming. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, you were talking you're, about Pressfield's book. You're, yeah, you're good. It's um, one. It's a great book, but yep. he talks about that point, that ghost, that you know. And I love. Um, I can't remember if it's in this book or not, but you're you're always there's that dog that just chases its tail, chases its tail, mm-hmm. chases its tail, and those are the negative thoughts. There for me, there's that ghost that says your shit's not good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it, man, you want to talk about something that burns because you start to believe it, you know. But yeah, and you you just have to fight that. You have to fight yeah, it, because- and you have to. Yeah. I'm not thinking about that right now. You yeah. just have to yeah. go in, in I, motion. I want to be in that place. You know, you mentioned that idea about dying empty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to be able to come to the end of my days <clears throat> and for someone, I don't know who it'll be. I don't, maybe someone who's really close to me, maybe somebody, you know, a little bit removed. He got it all out. Yeah. And there's, there's not, there's nothing more. It's empty now. It's, it's been emptied. And, and I, I, I am for our audience. I, I hopefully we're we're not sounding morbid here, uh, but it is. We have one lifetime, mm-hmm. right, Quincy? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have one lifetime, and yeah. we have one lifetime to get the things done that we were put here to do. And yes, I, I do believe it does free you from that pressure of like being concerned on whether X product or creation. Mm-hmm. Did X, Y, or Z? Yeah, um, that's the one thing I love about this podcast, and our producer Brett can allude to it. We have just done it for the love of the doing it. Mm-hmm. And there's times, you know, when he shared with us our statistics, you know, our, our our analytics, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and I'll go, wow, this is pretty amazing that 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 we could be. And then I go, no, it isn't amazing, Eric. Yeah, this is the power of doing it for the love of it, mm-hmm. and. Quincy, I'm going to bring up to you another Quincy. His name is Quincy Jones. Oh. And have I, you watched you, that Netflix? I have. And oh, it's my God. Fabulous. It's yeah. fabulous. I yeah. highly recommend it. You talk member. about dying empty. Yeah. 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 I mean, guy, he's not, I mean, he's still going. going. Like, he's still going. going strong. But yeah. at the end, and, to your, and I don't mean to cut you I'll off. I'll come back to but it. Go ahead. You had mentioned, you know, like not trying to sound morbid morbid on this but if you think if you really think about that concept at funerals most people are sad they're yep. devastated they're yeah. well you know it's makes it's sense. something yeah when you die empty or at least in my head obviously this hasn't happened but my right. concept and my perception of it is I want to die empty. If I can get everything out that I wanted to do and set out to do with a purpose, like just mm-hmm. my life fulfillment. Yep. Shouldn't that be celebrated? You know, it's yeah, it, I think it, to a, to a level. Yeah, it, absolutely. It should, it should be more celebrated. Now we're not going to go there, but like, you know, I think that's just something to be celebrated. Yeah. You know, dying empty. And what's interesting to me. Um, and I, I think, this was such a powerful interview that I saw with him, and it was around the time that that Netflix um, biop was made. Mm-hmm. Um, he was being interviewed, and the interviewer was saying, "Oh my gosh, you, the Thriller album! You had like seven <sighs> top ten singles, and 
how did you, when you were creating that, did you know, did you guys, how did you craft and, or, you know, and Quincy goes, no, 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 man. He says, I don't do this for that. He says, when I create, when I produce, when I arrange, I'm doing it for the love of it. He said, because when you start crafting things, because you're thinking about top 10 singles, God walks out of the room. Mm, mm. And he said, I need yeah. God in the room. Yeah, that's big. And, mm-hmm. you know, Quincy, I'm, I'm watching this and I've used that. I've used yeah. that clip for sessions. I've used the clip for people just at random say, oh, you got to check out this interview with Quincy Jones. It resonated so much because I'm going, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Here's a guy who arguably is probably the greatest producer that has ever been. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Who's saying, don't do it for those reasons. Do it for the love of it. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I'm like with Quincy, I want God in the room. Absolutely. You I know? mean, you, I can't imagine what it would be like for him to walk out on. And you know what? I have had those times. Don't true. Full disclosure. I've had yeah. times where I've kind of said, well, let me, let me ask this question in this way, because then they'll say this and I can talk about what we're promoting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. Right. <laughs> But he does. I, I really believe that. He walks out of the room on that stuff. I think so, too. And you can, you know, that going back to the Stephen Pressfield uh, book, War of Art, he yeah. he talks about the muse, you know, mm-hmm. and that I feel is is super important because if you if you start to. There's nothing wrong with building the number one company in the world. Right. Absolutely. But if you're. <laughs> If you're building the number one company in the world and that is that's it, then it's not it's not gonna happen. There's gotta be a why. There's gotta be a love. There's gotta be a passion, you know. And that yeah. that comes with any and everything. And so going back to I don't mean to like go back to corporate wellness or but that's that's how we started the uh, the the podcast today, you know, mm-hmm. when we're talking about this is there's got to be a love, there's got to be a passion, there's got to be a deep connectivity or uh, a connection with whatever it is that you're trying you're trying to do. Yeah, you know, um, and the only reason that I'm pivoting in my tone, uh, Quincy, is because. I've got, I we got to end the podcast. I could keep going. We we could have. <laughs> yeah. We, I guess maybe if we were Joe Rogan, we could have a two hour podcast. <laughs> but uh, for our purposes and our audience, um, I, Quincy, I can't thank you enough for coming back. And this as I great. mentioned, I mean it. Yeah, you're going to be a regular guest. This so, is great. I'd so love to come on. So no part three, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and we, we, I know we talked off air about an idea that from a collaboration standpoint that could mm-hmm. be a birth of something really cool too. So for that. Um, certainly we'll have you back, but yeah, we really appreciate it. Audience, um, in the show notes, you'll be able to get uh, Quincy's information. If you'd like to reach out to him to talk about or to find out what he does and how he might be able to help, we I think I know he would appreciate that. And we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, once again, we look forward to the next time as well. Take care. Hi, everyone. This is Eric again couple of things as we've ended the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully you're tuning in on a regular basis. We'd love it if you would give us a great review on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast. It's so appreciative and helps us as we try to get more exposure for 
the work we do and the episodes that we publish. And we're grateful to you as a listener. The second thing is just remember our content is for educational purposes only. It's not intended by any stretch to diagnose or to treat anything that may be occurring in your life or anyone else's life that you may be connected to through the podcast. But once again, we appreciate you tuning in to the shows. And as always, we look forward to the next time that we're together. Take care.